the Washington Commanders go up north to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. This is your game preview. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's game preview for the Washington Commanders up against the Philadelphia Eagles here and week four. Stoner, it's going to be tough sledding for Washington this weekend. Please give us some hope. Yeah, I think the hope is who won the last game between the two teams? Washington. Okay, there's your hope right there. And the, the last time that Jalen Hurts has lost a regular season game was to? Washington. Okay, well, there's your hope. They, it's recency effect. Philadelphia's been really good, but this is the team. Washington is the team, the only team that has basically beaten this, beaten them in the regular season the last two years. There's your hope. I, I'm going to give us a little bit more hope on okay. this one, and I'm going to I'm going to credit uh, Philly fan and and fan of our show Allison with this as uh, she tipped me off to it a little bit. Eric Bieniemy has experience beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I like it. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl earlier this year. Now Eric Bieniemy can take that knowledge of that game plan and what they did. Now I get it. Washington doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't have a Kelsey, right? But Washington does have Eric Bieniemy, and Eric Bieniemy can look into it and see what they can use from that kind of game plan. Because you got to remember, Philadelphia went into that game having broken the season record for sacks on the year. They yeah. got zero zippy zip during so the Super Bowl. So, what has been the weakness for Washington this year was the strength in the Super Bowl last year for Eric Bieniemy. So, hopefully, he can figure something out. Well, we'll have to see if that is the case here as we're going to be welcoming Mike from the Believe in Eagles podcast here on Ref the District. All right. Welcome to the channel here. Mike Gill from the Believe in Eagles podcast. Mike, appreciate you jumping on here. And of course, we can see that you're also from 97.3 there out in uh, South Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Eagles, big time favorites here as they host the Washington Commanders. Is there any hope? for Washington fans that it's closer than the eight point line. I would imagine. So, yeah, I mean, last year the game was a big spread. It was a home game. It was a prime time game and, and Philly just couldn't get off the ground. Then that game, Washington <laughs> kind of dominated that night. So sure. There's hope. And I feel like the Eagles, well, commanders football team and Redskins game <laughs> four or five years here have been sloppy, messy, ugly games. I mean, down there last year, got they got to um, Wentz nine times in the game. I mean, they dominated that game. And then Washington came up here and returned the favor. So to ask, answer that, yeah, there, there's some hope because Washington-Philly, divisional game as always, but it's always been the scrappy game. And up here, guys, I mean, Washington's like, you know, the redheaded stepchild. I mean, you've got the Dallas Eagles thing, which people go crazy for. New York's right up the road, and they have, you know, um, had some really good – although that's like the hammer and the nail series. The Eagles have just hammered the Giants. They just owned them the last, you know, 10 years or so. And then there's the Washington rivalry, which has kind of just been eh. But Washington mm. has had some interesting uh, moments in these games. What are you thinking when last year you, – you talked a little bit about last year with getting to Wentz and all that. What was kind of the Philly feeling of – going in there and just beating the crap out of Carson Wentz after he left. Was that, was that a satisfying feeling or was that kind of, you, you almost, know, I don't know. 
you felt bad for him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a pocket of fans who just don't like the guy thought that, you know, there was that article that came out when things were going well for him, you know, that he wasn't the easiest guy to get along with. And that there was a divide in the locker room and all this stuff. And people didn't want to believe it at first because they liked Wentz. And then when he started to struggle, it was like, oh, maybe that guy who wrote that article, who, by the way, took a lot of crap for that. Mm, like, why would you throw this hit piece out there? And it turns out, at the end, it seemed that he was a problem. Indianapolis got rid of him because they thought he was a problem. And you guys felt he was a problem. And I think that there's this portion of people that are like, the heck with that guy. He's a, he's the problem, and he can't look at the mirror and see that. Hmm. But you had to feel bad for him. I mean, he's going against his team, but basically, he, he you know, when he got drafted, he had a good rookie season, and then he's going to go to the Super Bowl, and he gets hurt. And then they win the Super Bowl without him. And then he never recovered from that. And you almost feel bad for the guy. I, I just feel like he didn't know how to socially fit in to an NFL locker room and yeah. never rebounded from that. And I feel like the injuries just kept piling up on him. He was never the player that he was in 16 and 17, clearly. But. Yes, it was satisfying to sack of night. <laughs> I got we got to the bones of it right there. We, it was satisfying. The one we actually feel sorry for because Carson Wentz last year's news. The one we feel sorry for is Sam Howell, who was sacked nine times just last week against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Philadelphia has an even better defensive front, but Mike Eric Bieniemy has some uh, experience beating this Philadelphia defense after winning the Super Bowl earlier this year. Can Eric yeah, but I have I have a feeling that the Lincoln Financial Field turf will not be an ice skating <laughs> rink. Just to put that out I, there. I, already coming up with the excuses, Mike. Uh, already coming up with the excuses. Can Eric Bieniemy though kind of take some of that knowledge from the the Super Bowl and scheme up a way that Sam Howell is protected back there? Well, this defense is a little different. John Gann is not here anymore. Sean Desai is in. They only have six sacks this year. I mean, if you look at John Gannon's defense in Arizona right now, they've got like 11. So they're still mm -hmm. getting to the quarterback with Gannon's defense. Desai, now Gannon was hated here because he didn't blitz. Eagles fans want you to blitz. They want Jim Johnson. They want Buddy Ryan. They want the body bag game, man. They want guys out. And Gannon did not blitz, and Desai does not blitz. But they get a lot of pressure. Um, Jalen Carter is a major problem. And if your guards and center, that trio in the middle, if they don't have it, they're in for a long day. It's going to be a long day. Yeah. It's going to be, be a long, long day because we don't, we don't have it. <laughs> yes, I, and I figure the interior of that line is, is an issue. Uh, Josh Sweat has been good. Hassan Reddick has not had anything. No sacks, yeah. nothing. He's battling this thumb problem, and I think it's been a problem. So, it's not the edge that's the issue. It's up the middle, and you don't get a lot of sacks up the middle, but you get a lot of pressure, which causes quick throws, getting mm -hmm. off your spot. So I don't think you'll see nine sacks, but you're going to see a lot of pressure coming from up the middle and not a lot of blitzes, which means Sam Howell's going to get pressure up the middle, and he's going to be throwing into a secondary of green jerseys. I don't know what color they're wearing, but green or white or maybe mm -hmm. black. I don't think it's black. They probably would have announced that. You know, we like to tease uh, uh, folks around here. We like to tease folks in Philly that they owe us uh, maybe a portion of that championship ring for the NFC championship because we showed the rest of the NFL how to beat Philadelphia, and Philadelphia saw this is how we're going to get beat, and they made all those changes, brought in Joseph, brought in Sue, 
then went out and drafted, right. of course, like you said, Carter. Was that a was that an aberration or is is this who Philly is in terms of stopping the run now as part of their identity on defense? Well, they draft on the lines. That's why they're so good. Their offensive line is so much better than everybody else's. And you can make an argument. Now, they have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Goddard. Their, their skill players are very good. But there was times where their skill players were just okay. Two years ago, they went to the playoffs with basically Jalen Hurts being a, a unknown. Smith was a rookie. They didn't have any other guy on the other side. Their offensive line led them there. Their star yeah. of this team is the offensive line. So they draft offensive line and defensive line. The year that uh, that happened last year, they went out and got Sue, and they went out and got Linval Joseph. You're right. After that game, because they couldn't stop the run, they have so much depth at defensive tackle now. Crazy. Fletcher Cox, Contavious Street could start on a lot of teams. He gets six snaps a game. Hmm. Marlon Dewey Pelotu played eight snaps last week. He had a sack. He'd probably be a rotational player on most teams. Milton Williams is a guy who had four sacks last year. He only plays like 20% of the snaps. They drafted him in the fourth round. Then you've got Fletcher Cox, who obviously is an all-time great Eagle, having maybe one of his best seasons. Jordan Davis, who was hurt last year in the game against you guys, so you didn't see him. He has been a man-child. And then the guy everybody passed on, Jalen Carter, has just been unblockable. He has 15 quarterback pressures this year, which is second most among defensive tackles, in a third less of the snaps from Javon Hargrave, who was here last year. He has 18 pressures in 127 snaps. That's how good Carter's been. Hargrave was not a good run stopper. Carter, why he gets a lot of pressure, he also stops the run. So they're much better at stopping the run. Um, but they do focus on drafting of offensive line and defensive line. I think they were just a little light last year with Davis getting hurt. Fletcher Cox wasn't as good last year, and I don't know. You know, he kind of seemed like he was on the way down. He's been excellent this year, and I think that has to do with managing his snaps. His snap counts are not nearly where they had to be because they have so much depth. You brought up the the skilled players, Mike, A.J. Brown, Smith, Goddard, who's kind of having a lackluster start to the season. But then all you added Swift to the mix at running back. How has he kind of changed this for Miles Sanders? Wow. Uh, and guess what? He wasn't the starter uh, opening night. If you watch that game, Gainwell got all the carries. Swift had two touches in the game. So Gainwell was the guy. That's who they were going with. Gainwell got hurt. Swift came in and busted for two, 175 yards, and then the rest is history. Last week, they had 130. Now, they split the carry 16-14 last week. Swift just adds the element of the big play. He hits the hole, a breakaway speed. He can catch the ball. They don't throw their the ball to the backs all that much. And then last week, they used Gainwell to kind of run the clock out in the fourth quarter. He had eight, eight of his 14 carries were on that last nine-minute drive. But Swift has given them the home run play. And to some extent, Sanders, look, Sanders had 1,300, 1,296 last year. They got to replace 1,200 yards somehow. This mm -hmm. kid looks like he can do it. The big problem with him is health. You can't give him the ball 20 times, and that's why Gainwell gets those carries. Put it this way. Rashad Penny averaged six yards a carry when he's healthy in Seattle. He'll be inactive, I would likely say, on Sunday uh, if Boston Scott's cleared from his concussion. He was inactive on opening night. He had three carries two weeks ago, and I don't think he had a touch last week. So hmm. a guy who averaged six yards a carry in Seattle 
isn't going to be active in the game. That's how good Swift has been. Man, Nathan, this is, this is way too much hype here for the Eagles. <laughs> I, I mean, we need to change up the mojo a little bit. How many Philly fans are getting arrested at the link uh, on Sunday? <laughs> we got to we got to turn the tide a little Haven't bit. Haven't you seen the, the Eagle fans um, get a bad rap? I mean, look at the fights going on in San Francisco. There every week, I feel like the 49ers are fighting with each other. There was the fight between uh, the the Dolphins fan and the Patriots they, fan, and no, oh, they played Denver last week. The girls were fighting. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that one. Yeah, the the last night the guy poured the beer all over Amon Ross St. Brown in that game. I mean, fan behavior is getting out of control. Yes, Philly gets it, but haven't you guys seen? There's a new Philly fan, man. Trey Turner comes up the bat, and the place gave him a standing ovation on my show. We have hashtag retire the boo, man. It's yeah. all brotherly love here in Philly now. Brotherly love is real. Brotherly love hey, Nathan, is he's, real. He's good at deflecting, man. Yeah, he is. That, I mean, that right was about as good as those snowballs being thrown at Santa Claus yeah. there. You yeah. brought up the, the brotherly love. How about the brotherly shove that's getting a lot of play this week yeah. as far as a point of discussion? Obviously, as a Philly guy, you got to be all for the brotherly shove, which, by the way, is an excellent name. Um, Jack Del Rio talked about it saying it's a good rugby play. Shouldn't be a football play. Just how much of that is just Jalen hurts being good at what he does in the offensive coordinator, obviously calling a good little, you know, shove play there. Yeah. I mean, whatever the Genesis of the play is, whoever said, Hey, let's try this. Give that guy credit. I agree with Del Rio. It's not an aesthetically pleasing play. It, it seemingly should be illegal to be able to physically just push a guy forward. But I got news for teams. Why don't you try it? How about trying the play? Uh, but a lot of it is Hertz squats 600 pounds. He gets a ton of push from his legs. And then the guys behind him pushing forward, not to mention Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata, Lane, um, Lane Johnson, and Camp Jurgens, by the way, who they drafted to replace Kelsey is starting at guard. He's been excellent uh, at right guard so much. So, you know, they drafted Landon Dickerson to replace Kelsey. Kelsey stayed and they moved Dickerson to left guard. He was so good at left guard. They drafted Jurgens to replace Kelsey. Kelsey stayed again and they moved Jurgens to right guard. And now they're not sure whether or not they want to move Jurgens because he's been so good. Um, but that push that they get, I don't know why anybody else doesn't try it. You can complain about all you want. It's a legal play. You might say it shouldn't be. And if you told me they outlawed it, I wouldn't be like, oh, that was stupid. It's not an aesthetically pleasing play, but until it's gone, do it. Yeah. Try it. See if it works. Uh, I it went really well. Last week, somebody stopped it on third down, and then they did it on fourth down and got it. I, have, I happen to agree with you, Mike. I think uh, as long as it's it's legal, I don't know why other teams don't try it. But, uh, yeah, the well, Eagles do it watch, very successfully. Did you, watch, did you watch the Eagles game last week? Aikman said it. He says, I don't know why the Buccaneers don't try it right here. They were on the goal line. They're spread out. They are in a shotgun. And Aikman said, why not get – um Mayfield under center and push him forward like sure. do it I don't get it why, why don't you put Deron Payne for Washington put him under center and just have snapping the ball under center and just push forward he's your strongest Everybody guy Washington Logan Thomas did he he played some quarterback right or, or, sure. or right yeah everybody has a player that at some part of their head in their past had probably played quarterback other than the actual quarterback mm -hmm. there's been teams that said why not put a running back under there um, do something like that. I just don't understand why anybody else says, look, it's a one yard or, a, or they do it with like one, a yard and a half. And they just push the pile forward. If you have trust in your offensive line, most teams don't, that's their problem. 
They don't yeah. have a good enough interior. Philadelphia does. Well, let me ask you, Mike, uh, you've talked a lot about Philadelphia and all the positives on both sides of the ball. What do you guys think of Sam Howell and his chances here in Washington to be quarterback of the future? I actually, you know, I do a segment on my radio show called Who's In, Who's Out, where I try to pick who's going to make the playoffs each week based on, you know, it's so hard. Every week you're like, eh, trying to find three wild card teams in the NFC is impossible. Mm. I actually liked Washington because I like their roster. Their problem has been the quarterback over the years. How was a guy that I think the common football fan didn't realize there was a time where if you look at the way too early mock drafts, he was the number one pick in some of those way too early mock drafts. Sure. You know, the North Carolina team wasn't very good, and they did not have a great season. But he had a lot of talent to where people thought he could have been not only the number one, you know, a first round pick, the number one pick. So I liked him from a talent standpoint. Um, and getting the enemy there, I thought that might add something here. But their problem again is they got weapons, they've got skill players, their line stinks. And until they get that figured out, their defense, look. This who's in, who's out thing, they keep making me look bad because I like teams that play good defense. They won that division a couple of years ago because their defense was so good. And they've added so many high draft picks to that defense, and it's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't understand how the defense has gotten worse. I think they may have found a guy they can at least give the year to evaluate, but until that line gets figured out, you're not going to be able to fairly evaluate him. That's my That's, thought. That's fair. So outside of the field being slick, is there a way that Washington could exploit and beat this uh, Jalen Hurts led Philadelphia team? Jalen Hurts is what 20 and one in his last uh, 21 regular season starts. So nigh unbeatable. Yeah. The loss was to Washington. um, And that's a night where they didn't protect him that well. They had a weird things happen. Watkins had that catch and then he fumbled it. Um, This is a team that it's really hard. I mean, every week we say, all right, Bill Belichick, week one, he likes to take out the other team's best player and then say, figure it out. Well, who do you take out? You're going to take A.J. Brown out? Great, we'll throw it to Smith. You take Smith out? Great, we'll throw it to Brown. You're going to try to bracket both those guys? You got Goddard. You want to take the pass game away? They'll run the ball. They have the best offensive line in football. It's hard to get pressure on them. Hertz hasn't even run a lot this year. They don't need them to. They hand the ball off. They take off. So it is a pick your poison, but the one thing that, teams have tried to do is they have basically tried to take the pass game away the eagles run (laughs) have run the ball 40 they have run the ball 88 times the last two weeks 88 times there's about 20 teams in this league who haven't run the ball 88 times all year yet so if washington says hey we're gonna make jalen hurts try to beat us Mm -hmm. can they stop the run they got Blitz last week by Buffalo trying to stop the run. It didn't do a good job. And Buffalo, it's not a very good rushing attack. They don't try to run the ball at all, but they saw something last week that they tried. So I think Washington, if they take the passing, they do have a good pass rush. They do have the ability to give Philly problems there, but I just don't think they can stop the run. And I think Philly is so disciplined. They say, we'll run it 40 times that we have to. And here's another thing. The fans like when they run the ball. There's not, yeah. a lot of ah, – you know, they want them to run. They love that identity. So it's it's worked. Yeah. All right. We, so- we would love for, for Washington to uh, run the <laughs> ball, but uh, they just don't seem to to like that, especially with Eric Bidemi as offensive coordinator, which, to be fair, if that's his identity, you know, go with the identity. But it might be 
a long night for Sam Howell or a long day for Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. Mike, what's your final score prediction for Sunday? All these games have been close. I mean, 25-11, which was a scoregami, by the way. The Eagles mm. making history there. Uh, 25-11 last week. Uh, you know, the game against um, uh, New England in week one was not an aesthetically pleasing game. The, even the Minnesota game, uh, they won. They were up big, like 28-7. Minnesota kind of came back and made it close. I, I just don't see see a huge, like 35-7 or something like that. But I think it's 28-10. 28-17, something like that, but 28-3, and then Washington kind of – the problem becomes Philly's defense will let you stay on the field all day. They'll give you yards up and down. Their philosophy is you can have a 9, 10, 11, 12-play drive, but you're going to have to do it three, four, five times in a game, and their philosophy is if you're going to have a 9, 10, 11-play, 12-drive, what's going to happen? Penalty, fumble, interception, sack. Somewhere in that 12 play, there's going to be negative plays. And if you don't get six on that 12 play drive and you only end up with three, you're going to have to go on another 12 play drive. And that's the problem that teams have against the Eagles because they run the ball, they kill the clock, which means if you're killing the clock too, Tampa Bay had one possession in the fourth quarter last week. Philadelphia ran the final nine minutes of the game out. And there's the problem. So 24 seven, maybe Washington gets a late score. Uh, but Philly covers oh geez should we even show up nathan should we call him and just say just four we had we had a listener mike who just said you know just sit like these four players and just give up this game do the nba thing where you rest your starters just to kind of like work on chicago this game against the eagles not winnable just focus on the chicago game that is winnable but definitely sounds like mike it's uh it's gonna be a runaway for philadelphia little weaknesses coming from Phil, uh, from the Philly side. So we'll have to see how this turns out as Washington commanders go up to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles this Sunday. We appreciate Mike here from the Believe in Eagles uh, podcast joining us here on Ref the District. And until next time. Uh, it's just forfeit. Be a fan. <laughs>